You're listening to Portfolio Builders, a wealth cap holdings podcast about long-term wealth building and financial independence. Here are your hosts, Chris Evans and Taylor Welch. What's up, everybody? Welcome to a Portfolio Builders podcast. This is Taylor Welch. Hope you're doing well. Going to uh, actually go through something pretty uh, fun today, a list of Q&A that we got recently about real estate. There's a lot of different sorts of people who are following uh, what we're doing in the real estate game. We've got, obviously, um, I would say a decent following from people who are kind of veteran. They've been in the game a really long time, but there's always someone new coming up in the game and in the industry and innovating and changing things. And so we have a lot of great relationships with people who have been in real estate 10, 12, 15, 20 years. Uh, we've also got a lot of people who are brand new. You can tell they're brand new because uh, they don't know anything, which is awesome. We love those people. I think that it's it's just as fun innovating and reconfiguring with the veteran as it is teaching somebody who's never invested into real estate for the very first time, teaching them how to protect their capital, create capital storage, and really capital multiplication through my opinion, what is the safest asset class in the history of the world, which is real estate. Anyways, let's get into some of these questions and uh, I'm just going to hit them rapid fire. This should be a fun episode to uh, breeze through. Question number one, leveraging equity from current investment properties into more. How do you do it? Okay, great question. Just see, we know, let's define the terms. Equity is the amount of value inside of something that you actually own. So a common misconception is if you invest into a million dollar house and there's a loan on that house for $800,000, but it's, an, it's a million dollar value product, then your equity is $200,000. And typically what a bank will look at is they'll look at how do I, you know, 80% loan to value, which is 20% equity in the product, 80% leverage on the product. You're not going to be able to loan more than 80% without violating some safety protocols. So if you, in this certain example, a million-dollar house with $800,000 of a mortgage or a note on it, you have no equity to leverage into more properties because you have maxed out the 80% loan-to-value, which is not a hard and fast rule. There are ways you can probably figure it out through sketchy lending and over-leveraging, but I don't recommend it. What you want is you want to leverage equity that is underneath that 80%. And the safer an investor you are, the lower you want that LTV to be. So for us, our portfolio across the United States, we are at a 72% loan to value. And I still feel like that's a little high. The goal for us is to pay for things down so that we can get down into the 60, 65% territory. Now, there's nothing wrong with having a 75-80% loan to value because when houses are productive, when there's residents in the houses, they're paying down your note. But it's just not the safest thing, in my opinion, to have a fully maxed out. You want some hedge, some cap space, some wiggle room in there. So if you have, let's say, 60% loan to value on a piece of property, then what you can do is you can go in and you can grab that 20% differential, which is 80% max LTV, subtracted by the 60% leverage already in the property. You can take that 20%, you can pull it out of the property, and you can invest it into something new. Every once in a while, through home equity line of credits and uh, uh, kind of maybe two or three different products in the investment mortgaging world, 
every once in a while you can get up to like a 90% LTV, but you've got to be really careful and make sure that your income and cash flow are high enough to support that. We can get in all sorts of different numbers. So this is the answer to the question. How do you leverage equity from current investment properties into more? Make sure, first of all, you have equity to leverage. Because if you are at 80% loan to value, you don't have any equity to leverage. And you shouldn't leverage any equity, even if you can, because you're so maxed out on your debt limit that I wouldn't recommend it. Okay. Next question. Do you recommend working with a tax strategist when growing and planning a real estate portfolio? Yes, absolutely. Because I do not want to spend my time learning the tax laws or the tax code. But I will say this, that there's nothing quite like real estate. I was talking to somebody the other day who wanted to know if, you know, if they went from a sole proprietorship to a S corp, et cetera, would that change their taxes? Like not, not really. You're already invested in real estate. There's that's the creme de la creme of uh, tax strategy right there is investing into appreciating assets that you can depreciate as soon as you invest into them. That's the, the top of the line tax strategy uh, for actually a really long time. The, the, in the United States, the government's going to actually reward you for having uh, an investment into assets such as real estate. So, yeah, I do recommend it, but don't go too crazy here. Don't go too crazy here. Make sure the fundamentals are sound. I am not a fan of trying to get my taxes down to zero um, because I would get audited. So the bigger you become and the more income you have, there are not a lot of ways that you can do it safely. Uh, from, and when I say safely, you know me, I'm a freak about risk. I'm pretty risk averse. So next question, where can you find private money for refis on primary residence at an okay rate, 50 to 60% LTV in Asheville, North Carolina? Great question. Asheville is a great place and 50 to 60% LTV is really good. It's attractive. In fact, I would recommend reaching out to me for private money on that because uh, I would be interested in looking at that deal because uh, what, he, what he's asking here, private money is people like me or people who are high means, high net worth, high income individuals who um, are looking for investment opportunities. So when we, for our SEC fund right now, which by the way, if you, this is a big deal, we're taking another couple million dollars in this accredited fund. We're going to close this in the next few months. We're going to reopen something later at a much lower rate. So if you want to invest into something that is backed by real estate, backed by multiple companies with plenty of cash flows, and you're accredited, you should reach out to us about getting into this fund. People with money are always looking for you know, safe and good means of investment so that their money can produce more money for them. So you should reach out to us. Anyways, when we raise money for our fund, we're, we're raising private money. It's not money from JP Morgan. It's not money from Goldman Sachs. It's money from a private individual who has cash sitting in their bank account. It's losing money. It's losing, gathering dust, losing value due to inflation. It's not making them any money. And they're like, I want to invest into, a, into this fund or this, this project for um, you know, 8, 10, 12%, whatever return. So how do you find private money? Well, number one, you can just start connecting with people who are high income individuals and you can start developing relationships with people in those groups, LinkedIn groups, Facebook groups. You got to be careful when you're advertising for this because you want to make sure that if you, you, you can't make any promises or anything like, you got to be really careful with, with making sure you're, you're targeting accredited people or else the SEC will come after you. But you should reach out to us um, and send us an email, taylor at wealthcapholdings.com. You can just shoot it through to our team and we'll look at it. Uh, next question. What are your thoughts on using services like roofstock.com to find properties to invest in with tenants? I think roofstock.com is, is decent. In fact, one of the people that we're partnered with right now used to be a uh, 
uh, an executive at roofstock.com. But here's the problem um, with something like that is you're not going to develop a relationship with someone at Roofstock. You're just not. They, they've got a phenomenal UI. They've got some decent properties. And they, the, the biggest benefit, in my opinion, of something like a Roofstock is you can find a portfolio of properties. That's the biggest benefit of a Roofstock. If you're wanting to find one property or two or three properties, you know, you could develop a relationship with somebody on our team who's literally going to uncover your goals, figure out what exactly you want, and we'll go find and source properties with tenants in them that you can invest in and add to your portfolio. We cover the acquisition, the rehab, the placement and leasing of the tenant. I mean, you know, we'll, we can beat almost every number that you can, you can see on Roofstock. What we don't have right now is you can't come in and say, I want a portfolio of 18 properties. And we're like, no, because we don't exist right now to sell 18 properties at a time you know wealth cap exists because me and chris want to buy our own our own products we eat our own dog food we you're you're competing with us to buy products so i think it's fine to do research it's kind of like let me just say this question is just like this question what do you think about zillow to appraise property value okay well it's good like it's you know you should go do it sometimes just because you want to learn the game a little bit but i think it's the same thing when you're investing into single family real estate assets you, know, you can use Roofstock to get a grip of, uh, you know, what are good returns, what's out there, what's available, but then find a local company or not, or a local relationship. You can live in California and have a relationship with us, and we'll invest for you in Birmingham, Alabama. You know, so develop a relationship with a company that's not quite as big as Roofstock, and I think that'll work out better for you. Um, thoughts on wholesaling? Next question. Thoughts on wholesaling as a way to build capital and network? Love it. Wholesaling is great. Um, as long as you know how to do it and as long as it's not your, it, you know, as long as you want to be a full-time real estate person, don't, don't get into this weird place where it's like, you know, you make your primary source of income is, you know, uh, uh, growing a business or you're a salesperson or, you know, you've got a great career that's growing. You don't want to be tempted to be like, well, I'm just going to do this on the side because you're not going to be good at it. If you do it on the side, you know, you want to, you want to make sure that, you're prioritizing and protecting your number one source of income and then letting someone else come in and partner with you to help you build, build out wealth in real estate. How do you market for off market deals? That's a secret that I am, uh, I'm going to share. Um, next question. What's the best way to start in real estate? Great question. You should reach out to somebody like us if you don't want to get in touch with us and you should look at available inventory. In fact, right now, if you go to wealthcapholdings.com, wealthcapholdings.com you can actually click on a little uh one of the buttons that says properties and then you can look at available inventory you gotta put in your email address because we're not allowed to share it without that but you can actually just start scoping out what's the inventory if i invested you know money into this deal or this deal or that deal what would my returns be it's the best way to get started start with one property at a time and go up from there what is the average cap rate for rental property well cap rate is really something you use in multifamily we don't use it a lot in single family the higher the cap rate, the higher the return is going to be, but the the lower the quality, I think, of the deal is going to be. It's going to be in a less a less re, uh, resilient, maybe a, a less safe neighborhood. And so single family, we go based on zip codes and uh, quality of neighborhood. That's kind of what we go on. We don't we don't deal a lot with cap rate right now. How do you get your first deal zero dollars down? You don't. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't get your first deal zero dollars down. But you can definitely go to Look at some fancy marketers who can teach that and preach that, but I just don't think that they're doing you a service on 
training you that you should be in, you should be getting something for nothing. That's not really the way that the world works. It's not the way good investments work. Uh, best way to utilize a solo 401k, see if you can do a self-directed or see if you can pull that money out, loan against it. There's a thousand ways, but you really need to talk with a, um, with a financial planner or a CPA on that. All right. Just a couple more here. Um, how to get financing without seasoning periods to cash out refi rentals quickly. Okay. Seasoning is when a bank basically gives you a loan and then they want to season that loan because they don't trust you. They don't have history with you. And the only way around this really is to go into commercial lending, which you can do commercial lending with single family or to just let it season and get multiple banks lined up. And they're all kind of seasoning at the same time. Um, you're probably going to want to wait six months before you purchase the house and refi the house. Uh, if you're buying in cash, probably closer to 12 months if you're doing a true refi. Um, not a lot of good ways around this except for developing multiple relationships with lenders and bankers. Again, one of the perks of, of working with us and our team is we have really good relationships with our lenders and you're benefiting from our background in history in the, in the game of real estate. And so we have massive, massive, massive exposure limits with our banks. And then we're able to connect you with those people who know who you're working with. They know that the product is likely good because you're getting it, getting it from us. They know that the debt service coverage ratio is probably good because you're getting it from us. There's a lot of good, good benefits just on the lending side being invested uh with wealth cap best way to get involved with real estate when you're young with 50k cash um find a really good deal find a really good deal and invest into it with leverage create another bank account and watch the cash flow come in prove to yourself that it works show yourself that it works how the track record works and then get another one all right so i have time for today uh but hey if you're interested in any any more talk about this and if you have questions just like this we we can Really, you can get on the phone with the portfolio advisor for free. We don't charge for that. So you're not going to waste their time. This is what we do for a living. We do it every day, all day, all the time. So go to wealthcapholdings.com slash book, B-O-O-K dash now. And you can get on a consult with somebody on our team, licensed portfolio advisor that can answer any questions you have and help you build a plan to get going with your long-term wealth building strategy. That's all I got for you guys. Adios. Thanks for listening. Discover how you can start building wealth with real estate, even without experience, in our free book, Why Real Estate and How to Get Started, by visiting wealthcapholdings.com slash book. That's wealthcapholdings.com slash book.